Welcome to the Refine Your Health podcast with Dr. Dion. I'm a primary care physician, and now I can happily add podcaster. Tune in to each episode to hear great information on improving health outcomes, disease prevention, and overall community health advocacy. Thanks for listening. Now let's jump into today's episode to improve your health. Hello to my amazing listeners. It is your host, Dr. Dion. Thanks again for joining me for another episode. So let's get right to it. This episode will focus on the men and why is that you may be asking yourselves? Well, it's because we are in the month of September and this month is considered Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. Therefore, I think there is no greater time than now to talk about prostate cancer. Now, ladies, because the focus is on the men for this episode doesn't mean that you should not listen to it. I say this because I am going to need your support in passing on some of this information that you learn to the great men in your lives, whether it is your spouse, significant other, father, brothers, uncles, cousins, sons, or male friends. Okay, I want to start off by saying, let's be honest, men I know many of you do not like going to a doctor's office. And how do I know? Because many of you tell me when I see you in my office. I even hear similar statements from some of my male relatives and friends. But you know what? That does not hurt my feelings. Truly, I appreciate your honesty because it gives me the opportunity to start a dialogue on how you can play an active role in improving your health. More often than not, I end up seeing male patients in the office mainly because of the many women in their lives who love them and are concerned about their health, therefore encouraging them to seek medical attention. I'll give you a couple examples of uh, how a typical office visit may start for a few of my male patients. A few come in with a significant other or spouse. So after entering the room and introducing myself, I say, sir, what brings you in today? And then they quickly turn and look at their spouse or significant other and says, she wanted me to schedule this appointment. Or another instance where I may enter the room and the the male patient is alone. And I ask the similar question and their response is either my wife scheduled this appointment, my sister or my mother. Men, I must admit, this brings a smile to my face because I know that you don't really want to be at the office visit, but you go because of the women whom you respect and choose to follow through on that advice to seek medical attention. On the other end of the spectrum, if a male patient shows up in my office alone without any type of urging or encouraging word from a family member, I sit up and truly pay attention because obviously for you to schedule the appointment because many of you do not like going to the doctor's office, there must be something that you feel is truly wrong and that you can no longer tolerate or handle it on your own. So that's why I wanted to focus on a topic that is important regarding the health of men. Therefore, I want you to be aware of prostate cancer because I have seen it impact so many men and continues to do so. And that's why it is important to talk about prostate cancer in this episode, because all men are at risk for prostate cancer. Okay, what is a prostate gland? It is a walnut-shaped gland in the pelvis of men below the bladder. Prostate cancer is the second leading cause of cancer in men after skin cancer. Prostate cancer is caused by cancer cells that grow out of control within the prostate gland itself and may even expand outside of the prostate gland to other parts of the body. 
When men age, the prostate has a tendency to increase in size and leads to what is called an enlarged prostate, also known as the medical term benign prostate hyperplasia or BPH. So what are the risk factors for prostate cancer? The most common risk factor is age. So the older you are, the greater chance of getting prostate cancer. Another risk factor is family history of prostate cancer. That's a first degree relative. That could be a father, son, brother, or even having a family history of other types of cancers and a diagnosis of prostate cancer greater than the age of 55 in a relative. African-American men have a greater risk of prostate cancer. And based on the CDC or the Center for Disease Control, they are more likely to die from prostate cancer than other men. And based on the Urology Care Foundation website, one in six African-American men will get prostate cancer. And they have a tendency to have the most aggressive type of tumor that grows quickly, spreads, and even causes death. Another risk factor mentioned on the Urology Care Foundation website notes that studies show prostate cancer risk may double for heavy smokers. Another risk factor is genetics. And one that I found interesting from my research is that men that possess the BRCA1 and BRCA2 gene, which many of you may know may be associated with breast cancer risk, but this is also potentially found in men, which places them at greater risk for prostate cancer. Some of you already may know that I like to analyze health disparities intensely because there is such a disparity in how different groups are impacted with certain diseases in this country and around the world. And the thing about the African-American men that are impacted, they have such a great disparity in that they get prostate cancer at a younger age and may have a tendency to have more of an advanced type of disease at diagnosis and the most severe type of prostate cancer. So looking at that, that plays a role in how I make decisions on when I do screens for particular populations and races. So we'll talk more about that when we look at the screening process for our men. Now let's transition to the symptoms that may be associated with prostate cancer or other conditions that may not necessarily be prostate cancer. And men, if you have any of these symptoms, you would want to seek medical attention. Number one, difficulty starting urination. So you go to the restroom and the urine doesn't come out right away like it normally does. Weak urine stream compared to your previous urine stream is not as strong. Frequent urination, especially at night when you're having to get up multiple times throughout the night. Blood in your urine or semen. Painful ejaculation. Pain in your back, hips, pelvis that doesn't go away. So I still want to reiterate that these symptoms may be potential risk factors for prostate cancer, but it also may be related to other conditions. So that's why it's important for you to go see a doctor and he or she can determine the appropriate workup for your symptoms and make the appropriate diagnosis. We've talked about why it's important to talk about prostate cancer, the risk factors associated with prostate cancer, symptoms which may be related to prostate cancer or some other condition other than prostate cancer. So let's talk about the screening process for prostate cancer. I always begin the conversation with many of my male patients when they come into the, to the office with the typical screening is not standardized for prostate cancer. 
There are harms and benefits of the screening process. So it has to be individualized. And typically I say that the screening process is not 100% in diagnosing prostate cancer. And I often give the example, let's say you were to do an autopsy on 10 men and they, half of those men would have some form of prostate cancer, but it's not the cause of death because prostate cancer is typically a slow growing type of cancer. And some of these men may not even have had symptoms when they were alive that may have been related to prostate cancer. As a result, there should be a discussion of the benefits versus the risk of screening with your doctor to allow men to share in the decision whether they choose to be screened or not. Because there are false positives, which means your test may come back positive for something when you are actually healthy versus false negatives, which come back that they potentially missed the diagnosis and you actually do have prostate cancer. Then men may be exposed to unnecessary prostate procedures like biopsy to consider and confirm the diagnosis of prostate cancer and the treatment complications, which may be erectile dysfunction or incontinence where you have issues controlling your bowel or bladder function. The typical age I start addressing prostate cancer screening is age 50, unless they have a family history of prostate cancer or they're African-American race or they have some genetic risk factors, then I actually do start screening those particular patients earlier. And a lot of it, especially for my African-American men and individuals with genetic history, I usually start screening at age 40 for that particular population. But many of the men that are screened starting at age 50, the screening period starts from age 50 to 69. Current recommendation and guidelines from the United States Preventive Task Force usually does not recommend screening men above age 70 because many times the risks outweigh the benefits in this particular population. There are typically two screening methods currently for prostate cancer. In addition to doing the initial screening in the office of addressing any particular symptoms for prostate cancer or any other conditions um, that could be related to your prostate, one particular screening method is the digital rectal exam. And this has been one of the many reasons why some men do not like going to the doctor's office because they do not like this part of the examination because this screening was often performed in the past during annual routine physicals. Currently, I do not perform this particular exam as far as a screening for prostate cancer. We have discontinued the digital rectal exam based on the 2018 guidelines from the United States Preventive Task Force stating that there had not been any additional benefit with screening with the digital rectal exam, especially in relation to early detection and diagnosis of prostate cancer. Due to the 2018 guidelines, and since I'm following those in my office, many of my male patients are relieved now that they don't have to undergo that digital rectal exam for screening The other screening test that many of you may be already aware of is the prostate-specific antigen or the PSA level, which is a blood test. And this is the most current screening test that I use and majority of my other colleagues use to screen for prostate cancer or some other underlying prostate condition. As I mentioned earlier, screening has to be individualized. And if patients decide that they don't want to have the screening done, despite having potential risk factors or not having risk factors, if they 
decide that they do not want to be screened, we don't screen um, because of the harm versus the benefit of screening and that it's not 100% in diagnosing prostate cancer. I often give the examples to my male patients. Let's say you are having symptoms and your prostate level comes back normal. I'm going to send you to the specialist. And let's say another example is you're not having symptoms and your PSA or your prostate level is high. I'm going to send you to a specialist because the screening process is not 100% in detecting prostate cancer. And once I go over the risk factors, discuss symptoms, and we come to a mutual agreement of how we should proceed. The frequency of screening is typically annually. However, some people may space it out to every two years just based on your risk factors. However, like I said, I start screening my African-American men because they're at high risk at age 40, as well as anyone that has a family history of prostate cancer at age 40, as well as genetic risk factors for prostate cancer. Typical routine screening starts at age 50 and goes on to 69 for individuals that are at average risk if they decide that they want to proceed with routine screening. And anyone above 70 years of age, we do not screen because of the harm versus the benefit of screening this particular age population. To find out men if prostate cancer screening is a good idea, I will provide a link in the show notes for this episode. It's a prostate cancer screening assessment tool that you can download and print to share the results with your primary care provider to allow you to make an informed decision about prostate cancer screening. And even if your screening test from this assessment tool is not recommending that you be screened, at least you can bring it to the attention of your primary care provider and address any concerns or questions that you may have regarding prostate cancer or other conditions surrounding conditions of the prostate. The link that I will be providing for the prostate cancer screening assessment tool is from the Urology Care Foundation website. And for those of you who are unaware of what the role of a urologist is, they manage conditions of the prostate and other conditions of the urinary tract system, and they are considered surgeons. So if it's determined that you have an elevated prostate level, I typically send patients to a urologist and most other providers do the same thing because we don't know if it's related to prostate cancer or could it be some of the other conditions that are out there related to elevated prostate levels like enlarged prostate or could it be a side effect from taking certain medications or an infection of the prostate. So that's why it's important to get a specialist involved so they can determine what may be causing the elevated PSA levels Once it's determined that you have an elevated prostate level and you see the specialist, more often than not, the urologist may consider getting a tissue sample, which is called a biopsy, to determine if there are cancer cells or is there some other cause for your symptoms or elevated PSA level. After a male goes to the specialist office for the biopsy and the results come back and let's say you have the unfortunate diagnosis of prostate cancer, it doesn't mean it's automatically terminal. There are different treatment options that are available. The treatment options are based on where the cancer is located. If it's just localized and found only in the prostate or is it found outside of the prostate gland and has spread to other parts of the body. Based on those findings, the urologist as well as the oncologist who is a cancer specialist work together to provide the best treatment options 
in managing the prostate cancer. There are three major treatment options for prostate cancer. Keep in mind that prostate cancer for majority of people is a slowly progressing type of cancer. And one particular treatment is called active surveillance. That means monitoring without any treatment, just checking your PSA levels and periodic biopsies to monitor increase in size as well as the development of symptoms to determine if advancement of treatment is warranted. Another treatment option is surgery, which is removing the prostate itself. And the third option is radiation therapy, which is used to kill cancer cells. Before we wrap up today's show, let's do a quick review of what we should have learned from this episode. Why it's important to talk about prostate cancer, the risk factors, symptoms which may be associated with prostate cancer or other conditions, screening for prostate cancer, the diagnosis, as well as the treatment. You have all this information now. Now you're probably asking yourself, what should you do with it? First of all, I think if you don't have a primary care physician, men, you need to do your research and try to find yourself a medical doctor that can take care of your primary care needs. Secondly, if any of you are having any of the symptoms that we discussed during this episode, you should seek immediate evaluation by a medical provider to receive the appropriate workup and management of your symptoms. Also, I hope to encourage you to maintain routine physicals and consider downloading the prostate cancer assessment tool to assess the need for screening. Also, I will be providing the link, as I said, in the show notes so you can be able to access that screening tool from the Urology Care Foundation. Lastly, I hope from this episode, we can work on decreasing the healthcare disparities, especially when it involves men in the African-American community, because it seems that you guys have a high mortality as well as advanced disease at a younger age. Unfortunately, we really don't know why this is the case. And current research is being done to assess, is it something related to genetics? Is it the diet, environment, socioeconomic status? So hopefully we will have some information to decrease the mortality rate in African-American men related to prostate cancer. Men, it's my hope that I've calmed some of the anxiety and fears associated with going to the doctor's office, as well as bringing up some general health concerns. And women, I hope you are able to learn some information that you can use to support the men in your lives so they can become healthier. And with that being said, This is your host, Dr. Dion. Take care. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe and feel free to tell your family and friends to check out the podcast. And remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only and the thoughts and opinions do not constitute medical advice.